Christchurch, New Malden, 22nd of December 2019. Becky Mills speaking at the Carols by Candlelight service. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders. Such familiar words, aren't they? Yet we so often lose the wonder of them. We almost need to become children again, to be struck afresh with the awe and wonder of the Christian message. Every week at Christchurch, we say together the Lord's Prayer, which ends with the words, The kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. That great declaration unites Christians, says that we live under the authority of God in the world. Yet how was that power and that glory first revealed? According to the Gospel of Luke, the proof is this. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. All glory, authority and power are revealed through the vulnerability and the fragility of a newborn infant. It's a strange way to show power, isn't it? That's not the way of the world, is it? And Luke shows that the Christmas story confronts the power systems of the world with the values of the kingdom of God. When Luke begins his account of the birth of Jesus, he says, At that time, the Emperor Augustus ordered a census to be taken throughout the Roman Empire. Mary and Joseph are forced to make a long, arduous journey at a perilous time for a pregnant woman. The reason for the census was to tax every, everyone in the empire, no matter how poor. People didn't like the census. There were often riots, and occasionally people were killed. The census made one fact absolutely clear. The Romans were in control. So the story of the birth of Jesus is set in the context of oppressive and overwhelming political power. A power system so strong that the people of Israel felt completely disenfranchised. As we look back at world events in 2019, we can see afresh the dangers of tyranny and political oppression. And just as the nativity story is set in Bethlehem, so another year has gone by in the Palestinian and Israeli struggle, with new and dangerous flashpoints emerging in the region. Just as the nativity story is set in the Middle East, so we witness the chaos and agony of terror and war in the Middle East, from Yemen to Lebanon. Just as this nativity story mentions the oppressive regime of Quirinius in Syria, so we hear about warring factions, terrorists with a total disregard for human life, and foreign powers seeking their own interests in Syria today. In Bethlehem, in Syria 
and in the Middle East, the pain of oppressive political power is just as real now as it was for Mary and Joseph. That is the context in which many live today. That is the context into which Jesus was born. But then the view broadens out from the birth of the Christ child to the fields nearby, and we read, There were some shepherds in that part of the country who were spending the night in the fields. We move from the ultimate power of the Emperor Augustus to the ultimate powerlessness of poor and lowly shepherds in the scrubby fields around Jerusalem. The shepherds are the first to know. The shepherds that watched over their flocks by night in Luke were not men revered or esteemed by society. They were not the cuddly figures of folklore. Some shepherds earned their poor reputations. Others became victims of cruel stereotyping. Shepherds were parodied as liars, degenerates and thieves. The testimony of shepherds was not allowed in court and many towns barred shepherds from within their walls. The scribes and Pharisees shunned them because their duties kept them from observing the Sabbath and made them ritually unclean. They classed shepherds with tax collectors and prostitutes. They were officially labelled sinners, a technical term for a class of despised people. Rabbis banned pasturing sheep and goats in Israel, except on desert plains and the hills surrounding Jerusalem, where the flocks were destined for sacrifice in the temple. Nobody could buy wool, milk, or a kid from a shepherd, because it was considered stolen property. So those shepherds who navigated the dark streets of Bethlehem to find the newborn baby were not the kind of men who usually made kingly visits. They were tough and scrappy, and their uncouth language, their lack of self-care, and the company they kept would have been repulsive to those living in the homes they passed. So why did a host of angels bring these men the glad tidings that Jesus was born? Luke doesn't make Jesus' birth sound too special when he first tells it. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger. Then an angel of the Lord appears. The glory of the Lord shines around. The angel declares, I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a saviour has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. A heavenly army appears and shouts, glory to God in the highest. And who do the angels appear to? To Caesar Augustus, ruler of the Roman Empire, to Quirinius, the governor of Syria, to Herod, client king of Judea, to anyone powerful or influential? No. 
the angel of the Lord appears in all of God's glory to a group of shepherds and their sheep. The message of God, the declaration of our salvation, came first to these lowly shepherds, the people who the rulers and authorities would not give a second thought, the people who townsfolk were afraid of, the people who were despised by the religious elite. These people are the first ones to receive the good news from God that our Saviour has come to earth. Jesus came without the trappings of power and wealth. He came in poverty, exposed to all the uncertainties, injustices and indignities that poor and marginalised people suffer. Jesus comes to bring loving community to those whom society ignores and persecutes. He comes to bring hope to all those who have given up hope. In the simplicity of the straw of the stable, the lowly and the sophisticated, the disempowered and the powerful can humbly kneel together side by side. God is there for rich and poor, the straightforward and the complicated, the carefree and the troubled, those who have had long and tortuous journeys, cold comings to the stable. When God turns up in the shape of a human life, he doesn't go to the obvious people, the religious establishment or the wealthy and respectable He heads for the edges of society to say, you're not forgotten to those most likely to feel marginalised. We are called to follow the example of the angels and look for the shepherds in our communities. To look for the lonely people, the the ones whom mainstream society rejects, the ones who no one seems to love. We who want to live as followers of Jesus must be ready to be in the company of people who have no one to speak for them. Our job is to create a sense of belonging, to be concerned for the well-being of even the most troubled and troublesome, those who desperately want to be cared for and rescued from destructive and self-destructive lives and given a hearing and fresh opportunities. On this Christmas, may we follow the Saviour and King of all the world, born in David's city. May we bring this good news of great joy to the shepherds in our lives. God is love, and love has become a human being to dwell with us, all of us, even the shepherds. And that's why Christmas is such good news for us all. All of us who feel disempowered and disregarded. For all of us who carry irrational fears and anxieties, disappointments and hurts, chronic illness and debility. Because it's to all of us that God reveals his redeeming and healing love. The gospel of healing and salvation 
began this Christmas night when the glory of the Lord shone over the shepherds. It's the way of God to reveal himself to those who feel disempowered and disregarded. To reveal himself to those people who might believe they have the least to give. The edge, the borderland, is where the love of God is first discovered. The power systems of the world are now reversed. Those on the periphery are brought into the centre and given a place of honour. On that night, 2,000 years ago, God did a new thing to save and heal the world. And the shepherds are the first to know. Amen.